This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Frank Coulter. Good morning again. Who is ready for some vacation this summer? All right. Do you remember when you were young? Some of you, it's not the present day for you when you were young. Do you remember when you were young, we got two months off in the middle of the year, and then we got two weeks off at Christmas, and then we got March break, and we thought this was normal life. And then one day, you had to work in the summer. The first summer you had to work, you're like, what is the world coming to? Bait and switch. This is what they told us what life was like, and life is not actually like this. I remember once um, in the, one of the churches that my dad pastored growing up, there was somebody in the church that owned a condo in Florida, and they weren't going to use it that summer. So one summer, we went to Florida for six weeks. I think my parents are still paying off that vacation, 30 years down the line. <laughs> but we remember what it was like to have a vacation when we're younger, and sometimes when we get a little bit older... We kind of forget that it's actually important to rest. And so I'm just going to be encouraging you this morning uh, to make sure that you take some time to rest this summer. And, uh, you know, I think our propensity probably in the culture that we live in is probably to maybe work too hard or overwork ourselves. Um, Now, if you're here this morning, you don't have a job, you're not doing anything. I'm not talking to you this morning. You've had enough rest. Go get a job. contribute to society, put down the Xbox controller and do something with your life. Um, But for the rest of us, it's really important to rest. And we're going to see some principles in the scripture that God actually um, wants us to rest, that he's actually uh, put rest within the context of our lives. It happens all of the time. And, And then we, too, in Canada, we have these days that we call them holidays. The entomology of the word holiday is holy day. It is actually, it, it, it does come from our faith, even though that our society sometimes rejects that idea that anything that they have has come from Christianity, but you can argue that at lunchtime if you wish. Um, but what are we supposed to do on a holiday, on a holy day? You know, there's a lot that we see in the scripture and then from within Jewish culture, a lot of times that they would spend their holidays, um, you know, not working and that they would eat a couple times to spend time with the family and not necessarily do anything That would be physical labor, and the idea would be kind of a reset, that we're going to reset for the upcoming week, that we're going to take a break from our work, that we're actually going to uh, reset and remember and be thankful for our family, reset and remember and be thankful for God and who he is. So my encouragement today for you, if you have some upcoming vacations, some holidays, to make sure that you rest. Now, not the type of vacation where you need a vacation from your vacation, that we can pack our vacations sometimes so busy and, and do so many things. And because we know we've got to fill our Instagram story and we've got to show people and then we're not doing nothing. Um, that you actually rest and disconnect from your phone and disconnect from your email and disconnect from the busyness of life so that we can recover or refresh. Uh, one of the definitions of the word Sabbath, Sabbath actually means rest. But one of the definitions that I saw preparing for this was just breathe. Sometimes we just need to breathe and refresh. And this is the gift of the Sabbath that God has given to us, this idea of rest. And we need to be very intentional about the idea of rest. Let's turn our Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 28. 
sorry, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Matthew chapter 11. Now, as we go through this this morning, I just want you to know that I am preaching to myself as long as, as well as you, that I, I do live a busy life as well. I know every summer, um, my wife makes me, uh, take some vacation time to make sure it's some time because I, I just, I'm just happy to work all of the time. I'm just because ha- I love what we do here at the church. So I'm happy to be a part of it. But she is very aware sometimes when I, when you sort of overwork or you do too much that you kind of, you kind of change, you know, a little bit, maybe not change for the better. Uh, your family can sometimes be aware of these things for us, but God is calling us all to rest. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are very weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, Jesus is saying, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and I will, you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, Jesus is saying. My yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Jesus said you'll find rest, but then he got more specific, rest for your soul. Now, we know that we can physically rest, and we should have a good night's sleep every night. We, we're all aware of this information, and you know that we should have somewhere between six to eight hours of sleep to, to be healthy physically. Those are really important things. But sometimes rest for our soul goes by the wayside, that we can be physically rested, but our schedule is jam-packed, and we are working all of the time, and we never rest. But Jesus is telling us that we're actually supposed to be creatures of rest. It is built into the rhythm of our day, and that it should also be built into the rhythm of our week. And then the rhythm of our lives within Jewish culture too, you know, they would have the, the weekly Sabbath and then every night we sleep. And then they, sometimes they would have these week long festivals where they would just not work, but they're just hanging out together and they're eating and remembering uh, what God has done for them. And so these, these different times that they would be set aside for Sabbath. Let me just read you the message paraphrase of these same verses. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Do you like that phrase? The unforced rhythms of grace. Rhythm that life is actually supposed to be lived in a rhythm. And part of good rhythm is that there's going to be a rest in there sometimes. If you know anything about music, I don't know tons about music, but I know that, hey, we got a rest in there. We're not always going and going. There's going to be a rest in there somewhere. And life should be like that. But we have to be intentional about resting, not going, uh, not burning ourselves out. Has anyone heard of that phrase, burnout? How, how do we burn out? How does an individual burn out? They're just going all of the time, not taking any breaks. God doesn't want us to live perpetually in a state of work, perpetually in a sort of a state of, you know, physical and emotional and mental, just work constant, work constant. He's like, hey, hey, hold on. You need to rest. You need to per- take a break. You need to have a holiday. You need, to, you need to come away with me and not just always work, always work. Sabbath is actually built into the Ten Commandments. We, you know, the Ten Commandments that we find in the Old Testament the first three commandments are all about God, you know, not taking the Lord's name in vain and not having 
uh, any graven images and not having any gods before me. And then those, four, those first three are all about God. And then the fourth commandment that actually has the most words to describe what it is and what it's all about is Sabbath. So God says, hey, you know, make sure that I'm first place in your life. And he says it three different ways. And then number four is, and make sure you take a rest. Make sure you take a break from the busyness and the work that you're engaged in all of the time. Let's read it here together in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Part of the Ten Commandments, he says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates... For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Holy day. This idea of rest. Now we take this principle, we take this idea for them. The Sabbath day was specifically Saturday. And every Saturday they were not going to do this. But when we, when we look at and understand the principle, bring it into the new covenant... It's not so much the day of the week that's important is that every week we realize we should rest because the reality is some people got to work on Saturday. But there should be some other day during the week where you're like, I'm going to unhook from work. I'm going to unhook from my email. I'm going to unhook from my text messages. And what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to I'm going to set this day aside so that I'm actually not working. And then specifically, intentionally, on purpose, I'm going to rest. That God says this is part of the rhythm of life. Part of the rhythm, rhythm of life. Now, if you've ever heard uh, a band or somebody and then they get out of rhythm, uh, the song becomes a little bit disjointed. That's what happens in our life. When we let go of the rhythm of rest, when we, get, we let go of the rhythm of this idea, the Sabbath, that God actually gives us a Sabbath rest. That he's telling us this is how we should live our lives. Because we don't want to get out of rhythm. We don't want to get out of whack. And if you've ever had a season where you're super busy and there's a lot of stuff going on. And you can go, you know, a length of time. You can go weeks and sometimes months just being busy, busy, busy. But you realize at the end of that period, at the end of that period, that extended period of life where you just aren't properly resting your soul. You know you're not actually yourself. You don't seem like yourself. And so this is why God calls us and he asks us. And then the idea is that he actually gives us a gift to remind us that we should rest. Let's read about it here in the New Testament. Mark chapter 2, verse 23. We see this over and over again in the ministry of Jesus, that he was doing things on the Sabbath because the religious people had taken the Sabbath and they had, uh, oh, oh, God wants us to make sure we keep the Sabbath holy. So we're going to make a bunch of rules to make sure that we never break the Sabbath. So they added all of these other things. And then it ended up being a thing where they ended up serving the Sabbath as opposed to realizing that the Sabbath actually serves people. The idea of rest serves humans not oh i have to serve this religious idea ceremonially or i got to be involved in very religious things and this is how god wants me to observe a day of rest and then it became very complicated and then the idea of sabbath became an albatross they were wearing around the neck their neck as opposed to a gift 
that God was giving them. So Jesus was constantly breaking the rules of the Sabbath, and we'll see why here. Verse 23, one Sabbath, he was growing through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, have you ever heard what David did when he was in need and he was hungry? And he and those who were with him and how he entered the house of God in the time of Abithar, the high priest, to eat and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So the Sabbath is not something we serve begrudgingly or it's not an entity to itself. This idea of rest is not something, oh, I got to serve this thing. And it's like a religious thing that, that God is asking me to do. No, the Sabbath is actually given for us. Sabbath means rest. God gave it to us. He encourages us. Hey, make sure you're resting. Jesus said, make sure you find rest for your souls the unforced rhythms of grace not constantly pushing not working every day all of the time no god God wants us to rest yes he's given us work as a gift and we should work and we should be doing things with our hands and we should be busy but in the middle of all that god is saying hey six days but then you got to make sure you take a day to rest. So you don't lose out on the rhythm of life. Matthew chapter 12, verse 19 says, And he went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand, and they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So they might accuse him. So here it was, once again, the, the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the time, didn't like Jesus, so they are always looking for reasons uh, to accuse him. And a lot of times Jesus was doing things that was breaking their laws, not necessarily God's law. They were breaking their laws specific to the Sabbath. So they're always watching him to accuse him. He said to them, which one of you has a sheep? If it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? Kind of a simple question. If it's the Sabbath and you have an animal and that animal falls in a hole, what are you going to do? Like, no, wait till tomorrow. He's like, no, you help the animal out of the pit. And then he says, of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. So they had once again created the Sabbath and made it an entity to itself. But Jesus is saying on the Sabbath, it's still okay to do good. So as we're talking about resting today and unhooking from life and the busyness of life, if you have babies, it doesn't mean you neglect your babies when you're resting. That's not what I'm talking about. There's still responsibilities. There's still good things to do. But what God is telling us is we're unhooking from the busyness of work. Our normal routine, the normal thing that we're doing all of the time. Hey, make sure you're taking a rest. Not going constantly all of the time. Verse 12, how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out. And it was restored healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. So once again, the Pharisees are missing the point. So what is Jesus telling us about the Sabbath? One of the things that he's telling us over and over again 
is that God is still active on the Sabbath. God is healing here on the Sabbath. And part of the principle of the Sabbath is that I'm resting from my work, but I realize that God is always working. The scripture says he never slumbers or sleeps. That as I'm resting from what I'm doing all of the time to be a provider for my family or to do this or that or the other, that I'm pausing and I'm slowing it down and one day I'm going to stop and I'm going to realize that the ultimate provider is God. I'm resting from my work and realizing that I'm putting my trust in God. And this is the big part, one of the big things of the Sabbath. Yeah, I'm working, got to be busy, got to do this. Yeah, it's good to do that. But when I slow down and I take a rest, I realize that it isn't actually all on my shoulders. That all of life for my family and all of life for this and that and the other, oh, the source of all of that for me, the source of my strength is God. And in the middle of a Sabbath, we should be reminded of that fact. That God is doing things when I'm resting. And that's a principle that we can take through every day. God is always active. God is always moving. God is doing things even when I can't see it. And when I take that day, when I take that day to stop working specifically, I'm realizing that God is working on my behalf. And then we remember that on that Sabbath day, a big part of the Sabbath day is, you know what? I'm actually going to refresh myself in God. I'm not taking a Sabbath day so I can go flesh out. And just like, hey, you know, I've been responsible for this long and now I'm just going to go crazy with life. No, part of the Sabbath, the idea is that I'm going to reset myself in God. Reset myself, remembering that God gives me strength, that God gives me grace for my life. And that God provides in the Old Testament, that, that first generation of the children of Israel that came through, you know, they came through the Red Sea and they, they left Egypt. One of the things that in the desert, there was no food for them to eat. So God was feeding them with manna. Do you remember this story? And it was bread that God was providing for them. And they didn't know what it was. And so they said, what is it? And that's what manna means. Manna means what is it? And part of the plan that God gave them, he said, you know, every day I'm going to provide bread for you. You go out and you collect it. And then you eat it, but don't keep anything overnight because it's going to spoil. Every day I will provide for you. But on the day before the Sabbath, I'm going to provide you twice as much so that you don't go out on the Sabbath and then you have something to eat by the Sabbath. So I'm going to provide what you need. That's a good plan, isn't it? So that you can rest on that seventh day. But some of the group, you know, they didn't necessarily believe it. They're like, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever, twice as much on, on, on the day before the Sabbath. We're going to go out anyway. Let's read the story. Exodus chapter 16, verse 26 says, Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there will be none. In other words, God is saying, don't go out to work on the day that's supposed to be your rest day. There's no provision on that day. What am I asking you to do? I'm asking you to make sure that you unhook from work. Once again, the specifics of the day are not important, but it should be something that we do every week. And then it should be something we should be intentional about every year, making sure that we are resetting and resting ourselves. On the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there will be none. Verse 27, 
On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. They just didn't believe what he said, right? They, he's like, don't go out. There won't be any. And so what do they do? We're going anyway. And here's a thought. You know, sometimes we think once again, the work, well, I just, I'm going to keep working and it's all depending on me and the provision for my life and my family is going to be all dependent on me. But when I slow down, I realize God is actually the ultimate provider. God says it's actually more important for us to find the rhythm of rest than to go work another day. Because it will actually pay off in the long run for you to be well rested and not worn out and not burnt out in life. By resting yourself. And then the other six days are more productive when you rest. Has anyone discovered this? And we know that that's true. If we're burning the candle at both ends all of the time and just going, 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 eventually we know our, product, our productivity goes down. But God is telling us that that day of rest is actually more valuable to you than another day of work. And the Lord said to Moses, how long... Will you refuse to keep my, my commandments and my laws? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Remain each one of you in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Rested because I know that God is going to provide. Really, and this is the same principle for us as it relates to tithing. You know, if you think, well, you know, I, I'm just not going to give anything to God that I'm, I'm just going to take care of my own finances. But the realization that that 90% that we have that God, that is left behind after the tithe can go further. Why? Because I'm involving God. If we don't actually give anything to God, we're like, we're saying to God, you know what, God, I don't actually need you involved in my finances. I'm good. I'm going to trust myself and myself only for my provision. Same principle that we see here, the Sabbath principle. I know that God can provide and God tells them that he's going to provide. Man, we slow down, stop from my work. But I always remember that God is the ultimate provider for me. In every sense of the word, God is providing for me. And that's what happens or should happen on the Sabbath. Slow down, unhook. Spending time with my family, being grateful, and then spending time with God, which is hugely important. Hebrews chapter 4 says this, Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should be seem to have failed to reach it. What? What a principle, what a thought. That the principle, the idea of the Sabbath still stands that God wants us to enter his rest. He doesn't want us to fail in the area of rest. For good news came to us as, as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we have believed enter that rest. So a big part of what should happen when we have a Sabbath day, when we have a holiday, is that we should remember that my faith, my ultimate trust, my ultimate reliance is on God and not me. I'm ceasing from my work. I am going to stop working. 
This is what God is telling us to do. And then we're entering his rest. Why? Because I'm, I'm putting my trust in him. I am relying on him. I know that he's a better provider than me. That he gives me grace when I slow down and I step away from my work and I reset. It's a gift. Sabbath, it's a command, but it's a gift. It's a gift to you. We need to be intentional about not letting it go by the wayside. Skip down to verse 8. He says, For if Joshua had given them rest, God would have not spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. There is rest for you. For whoever has entered God's rest has also been rested from his own works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest. Be intentional about resting. I'm going to strive to rest. It's part of the rhythm of life. So let's make sure this vacation season, this holiday season that we actually slow down, disconnect from our normal routine. And then in the middle of all of that gratefulness, in the middle of all of that spending time with our family and doing all of those fun things, we're supposed to realize, hey, you know, God gave me life. God gives me strength. And the rest, the actual rest for my soul comes, with, comes from spending time with him. Therefore, let us strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Listen now, verse 12, in that whole context, talking about rest. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And no creature is hidden from its sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account, talking about God, talking about the word of God. Part of our Sabbath, part of our resting, would be to spend time with God, spending time and then specifically mentioned here's the word of God. Then it, it says that it's like a two-edged sword, that everything would be laid before God. On a day that we're not going to be working, and we're not going to be doing something else, we're not just going to be filling our time with something frivolous, you know, if you work eight hours a day or 10 hours a day or whatever it might be, the day that you're not working, you would have at least some time, we should set some time aside for us to spend time with God. And what does the word of God sound like to us? If we spend time in the scripture. Well, it's a two-edged sword. And, and one edge, I would say, that we would see in the scripture, the promises of God. All of the things that God says that, that he's given to us as his children, that we should be aware of those things and know those things and celebrate those things and know that in Jesus, all the promises of God to us are yes and amen. And that's one of the things when we sit down with the word of God that we should be encouraged about, that we should gain strength from. I'm pausing from my own work, but I know God has given me promises. And then the other edge of the sword, I would say. That the, the other edge of that, the sword, the same sword of the word of God would cut things out of my life that shouldn't be there. 
cutting as a metaphor, people. I'm not talking, there's nothing physical I'm talking about right now. Cutting things out of our life that shouldn't be there. Attitudes, actions, thoughts. Is there, any, is there any change that needs to go on in those areas in your life and in mine? Our thoughts, our actions, our words. Your family knows it's true. My family knows it's true. And when we spend time, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, 45, whatever the case may be, there's no legalism involvement, but I would like this phrase, like you're just laying bare before God. God, what do you want to change in me? God, what do I need to change? And these are the things that can come from rest. I'm going to stop working. I'm going to pause. I'm going to slow down. I'm not going to go crazy with my flesh. I'm actually going to spend time with God. Last verse, Ezekiel 20. Verse 12 says, Moreover, I gave them my Sabbath as the sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. That God gives us in one of his commands, he gives us the gift of rest. I think we should take it to heart. I think we should realize that it is one of the necessary rhythms of life. And then what happens in that Sabbath, what happens in that rest period, that time where I'm going to set aside my own work and realize that God is my provider and realize that I can put my faith and trust in him for every area of life. It says, I am the Lord who sanctifies them, set apart. That's what that word sanctify means, set apart. That God has set you apart right now in this season of life for some very certain things. If you're single, if you're married, you're set apart to be a husband. If you're a wife, you're set apart to be a wife. If you're a parent, you're set apart to be a parent. You're set apart for the career that you're in right now. You're set apart for the education that you're involved in right now. The Lord sanctifies you on the Sabbath. That when we're spending time with him, when we're stepping away from our normal routine, we're getting with him. We're not just doing a bunch of busy stuff that we're actually slowing down. We're going to breathe in. We're going to be replenished. We're going to be strengthened. Why? Because all of those things come from God. I don't actually provide those things in the busyness of my work. And it's good to work. When we take time to slow down, and we rest. God strengthens us. He refreshes us. He breathes his life into us again in the middle of rest. Let's just pray this morning. God, we're so thankful for your word today. We're so thankful, Lord, that you have given us the gift of rest. God, we don't waste those gifts. We are intentional about them. Lord, we want to enter into your rest. The rest that you have for us. The rest for our souls. God, we want to experience your rhythms of grace. God, I just pray for anyone this morning who feels like their life is 
out of kilter, sort of out of whack. They feel like they have no rhythm of life. God, I pray that you show them that you have given them this gift of rest so that they can recenter themselves, that they can breathe in your life again, so that we can enjoy the life that you have given to us, Father. Be thankful for the family that's in our life, thankful for the provision that you have given to us. We just thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening. If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, please email info at thecitychurch.ca.